0: You're listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast, a space for moms who are on the wild ride of motherhood while navigating their grief journey. Here are your hosts. I'm Rashida, a motherless mom of a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Yep, that is two under four. And I'm Kara, a motherless mom with a three-year-old, an angel baby, and one on the way. Let's dig in. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode seven of the Grieving Mamas Club. I cannot believe we have seven episodes under our belt, Kira. I cannot either. Someone was, this is kind of embarrassing, but I'll blame it on Pregnancy Brain. They're like, well, how many episodes do you have up? And I'm like, "What do they said, how long have you been doing this? And I'm like, well, it's a couple of weeks, but we have like seven episodes. I was like, so I couldn't like do the math and I forgot. Since we love y'all so much that we launched with three right off the bat, just hit you yes. strong with one, two, three, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Bing, bang, bada, boom. Bang, boom, boom. Boom. Yes. Like yes, that. yes. So today we're going to talk about a, an area of grief I actually know very little about. So I will probably be peppering Kara, with a bunch of questions here, but we are going to be talking about miscarriage. It is October, which is I'm going to say it wrong, Kara. It's infant loss. What is it? Yeah, it's miscarriage and infant loss awareness month. Yeah, perfect, perfect. So, yeah, I want to Kara and I want to honor those mamas who are on a grief journey that I, like I said, I can't even imagine being on. And so, we're going to have Kara tell her story a little bit today and. Another thing, as I was thinking about this show in particular, Kara, one thing I was thinking to myself, if I was a listener, we're going to talk about your miscarriage in the, in the, almost like in the shadow of losing your mom. It was like, bam, bang, boom, boom, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of things that was a a tough couple of months for you. But I did want to say that a miscarriage is hard no matter what. So you don't have to, in listening to this, I hope nobody walks away and is like, well, Kara survived the death of her mom and a miscarriage. And I need to pick my own shit up. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is not that. Yeah. No, this is not that we are here to honor all the grief journeys. Exactly. Yes. And this will be our first episode talking about not parent loss. So, yeah. know, some, Some people are dealt tougher cards than others. I'm not saying that I am one of those people and people have it. There are others who have it way worse and I can't even begin to fathom mm-hmm. the the loss that some have experienced. So, but yeah, this is, this is my story. This is what's happened. And, you know, like it's, it's our, it's kind of Rashida and I's mission to bring awareness to basically what we say every episode that you could find joy on this grief journey And that's what's most important is that Mm -hmm. it sounds so cliche, but you truly will be stronger in the long run. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have your tough days, your tough, tough times, but it's when the waves come crashing down, it's where you have to stop and and feel the sunshine. That's where you find the grace. And I think that's as you so eloquently put it, Rashida, you have to stop and find the sunshine in between the waves. Yes, yes, yes. So before we get into that heavy... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. Wow. How was your week, Kira? My week has been very uneventful. Thankfully. That, no, I, love that. I love that. Yeah. No major love that journey for you. I know. Me too. It's been great. You know, the only like a life update I have is about this stupid fucking TV show that is apparently Netflix's most watched series ever, Squid Games. Now. <laughs> No, I get it. I, I, it did, it did. I didn't. I wasn't like as committed, but Ryan was very committed, mm-hmm. like staying up till mm-hmm. one a.m. Committed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Sounds. I know that you are too. So, we. Have you watched it? I've watched. I'd say I've watched about eighty percent of it. Okay. Okay. So I, and and I, I mean, know you've you've you're in and out of episodes. You watched eighty yeah. <laughs> percent. I'm in numbers. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in and out a lot, and I also I treasure my sleep. So we're go. I was going to bed way too late for my pregnant body, and she was rejecting my lack of sleep. So last night I was like, Brian, eleven o'clock rolls around. Actually, I said ten o'clock. We turning it off. No, he still kept going, but I turned. I, I can't make. No I can never. A, side note. Total side note. Tangent. Which hello, we do that. Yeah. When I was when I was pregnant with P, I swear Ben Deinhart lived an entirely. Like like a whole life after I went to bed. Like that's how early I was going to bed every night and how late he was going to bed every night. So like the the Oscars come out and all of these like documentaries and movies. This is like what 2020? Yeah. Yeah. Early 2020. So like in and during the pandemic. But so like the Oscars come out, all these movies are like up for the awards and ben's like oh yeah that was a good one. Oh yeah i did really like that one i don't know about that one and i'm like the fuck when did you watch all of these he's like you know when you went to sleep at 7 <laughs> 30 you miss out on so much life but you so apparently <laughs> apparently like yeah he and he wasn't coming to bed until like 11 so like he that's like that's pro- you can get two whole documentaries in in that time that's so true rashida yeah, they but, do live a different life when. Well, when they're not the live it. babes. Yes. So, okay. Squid game. I am in. I hate that I am in. What episode are you on? Three. Okay. So we're in the episode. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, well, not even really a spoiler alert because it's only episode three, but like we're in the episode where they go back. They, yeah. The people. Yes. Bunch of dumb so duns. I haven't. So many. I know. I have a lot of, I wouldn't call them hot takes. I'd probably call them like, like day old, kind of cold, room temperature takes. <laughs> Two things. Uh, so we're watching the version where the English dubbed over. Yes. Same. Only because, yes, only because I didn't want to read subtitles because it takes away, it makes me read the whole time and like, and not seeing what's on the entire screen. Yep. So, whoever they hired to do the English dubbing, those are like d list actors. I think. know oh. <laughs> it's that's what when it when he first when Brian first turned it on, I was like, I absolutely cannot do this. It reminds me of like just bad a, a bad movie, and I was like, it, mm-hmm. it really kind of took away from like like Sharknado I- vibes. Like yeah, that, yeah, totally. But but I got used to it. But the acting is so cheesy. It is so cheesy cringy at times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But I just, like, I can't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so deep into it. Like, I, I need to know how it ends. I need to know, like, yeah, I'm into it. My other lukewarm take, I was talking about this with someone at a party. Well, I was having this conversation with somebody at a one-year-old's birthday party. Great place to talk about. was <laughs> like a oh, show a party. No, no, no. After I said party, I was like, oh, God, people are going to think I'm cool. No, no. It was... <laughs> one-year-old's birthday party because that's the only kind of (laughs) parties i'm going to right now so talking to talking to a fellow parent and he's like there's no way or ben says if he was playing red light green light if that's in that scenario green light if he was in that scenario he wouldn't move and i was like so you're you're meaning to tell me that if somebody's like let's play red light green light and if you if you don't move or if you break the rules, you'll be eliminated. And then someone moves and you start hearing gunshots, your natural inclination is going to be stand there. Well, and you have to move because you had to make it to the, you had to cross the line in like 10 minutes or something. But he's saying like those first, like 200 people that all died, like Ah. he was like, they're dumb because they should have just like follow the rules. Like it said, and I was like, so you mean to tell me that if you just walked outside our front door and gunshots fired, you would just stand just i just snotted laugh like <laughs> I, I was like absolutely not i would duck i would fucking run, run. i would fucking yes <laughs> yes and there is i i was listening to another podcast talking about how people sitting on the couch judge like the olympics like when they're yeah. like well why can't she do a t- double twisty double fault? Like, I don't understand why she can't. Yeah. But you're fucking sitting on the couch. That's how I felt about Ben's comment. I keep this like, I don't know. I would just still stand. It's like, you know what? Well, also, hindsight is always twenty twenty, And it's a lot easier to be on the outside judging the shit out of someone in the in TV. I mean, there's in the TV. I mean, there's a whole, it's a whole other. Yes. You know, yes. I think that's like, so I- funny. I don't think so, white boy. You're but, not standing yeah. there like a yeah, G. No, so brave. Right. Yeah. But producer Brian asked what he asked me a good question today. He's like, "What was what was your favorite game?" So I I said that so far I thought Red Light Green Light. Mm. It was just savage. Some savage ass shit going on right there. There was the cookie game stressed me out. The the candy where the, where the you were licking it. Yes, that stressed me out. Yeah, and that's as far as that's as far as I've gotten actually. So I don't even know what the next games are. Yeah. Well, I I do think that as the episodes go on, strangely, it does get better. There is like more of a more of the storyline, and just gets stranger and str- like stranger. Some scenes are a little bit triggering. Were a little mm. bit triggering for me. In okay. Do you like have you seen what they do with the dead bodies yet? Yes. Okay. That they just like put them in the coffins. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But there was one scene where like one of them was still alive and they just like close your fingers in and that part maybe like That was so bad. I would think that's like I mean like like when you think maybe not everyone or you, but when I've thought like, oh my gosh, if some if a body arrives at a mortuary are they? Are there, is there chances that they're still alive? Probably not. Like maybe it could happen. I feel like that would be like a common question for a mortician. Are you sure this body is dead? <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. It's honestly terrifying. That's that's where that's where I went. But yeah, the seeing, I I just like looked away and I was like, mm-hmm, 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 not doing it, not can't go there. But whatever, <laughs> it was triggering <laughs> for me. So yeah, that's. This is a weird-ass show. But also, I still can't believe, I cannot get over, I read today, it was Netflix's most-watched series ever. Now, is it because everybody have Netflix? I don't know. The, the show before that was Bridgerton. Yes. And Bridgerton came out when during the pandemic, so everybody had Netflix then, too. Yeah. Right. So why? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, and you know what? Here's what I think. Bridgerton was, like, did you watch Bridgerton Mm hmm. Yes. You know what? Like softcore porn, hardcore. Yeah. (laughs) Softcore porn, hardcore. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That prince. Oh. Yes. Lord. He he was a lord. Duke. 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 No. Him. But did we really need in the middle of that? Did we really need like the nine minute sex montage to like a violin version of Taylor Swift's? It was like they were trying to be that Romeo and Juliet vibe. Yeah, like, I think that's what was playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> a violin <laughs> version. And it's just them doing it everywhere. And <laughs> everywhere. Like, yeah. and, and I watched it. So I can't even, I'm not making fun of the people that did. I was there, sitting there, drinking a wine, watching them get it on everywhere. But I do it's think that this is what they're doing. Yeah. It's- I think. That Bridgerton only appeal appealed to women. Yeah. And Squid Game is appealing to both. So then, just like math tells me that that would be at life. least doubled. Yeah. The audience yes. is double, but that's that's what math tells that's me. That's true. I, yeah. But I, I feel like there's been other, well, whatever. Tantra or not, we're not, this isn't a tantrum. This is a tangent. Tangent. God. <laughs> this is a, what who am I? Had Todd, toddler mom's over here, Tandrum. God, the I my pregnancy brain, is so bad. So so bad. But you, you know we're gonna inter- get back together. So sorry. It's fine. I've resolved. It's fine. You know, as long as I feel like it's a like if I'm just upfront and honest with whomever I'm talking to, unfortunately, it probably doesn't reflect well in a professional setting. But you know what? I'm just kinda of like I don't care because take it or leave it. You know, if you're going to get this project done, you're going to have to help me out with some sentences. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. So. Yes. <laughs> you're like, I am actually still very smart, but in this moment, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me a minute. In this moment, I don't know. I don't know in a lot of moments, Kira. No, we got to fake it till you make it. So tired all the damn time. So. Tired. Oh my God. I know. And I've entered the third try the third trimester. So I'm like, we're trying to like hurry up and, you know, now that like everything is opening up and just, it feels like there's a lot more going on for whatever reason, but I really couldn't tell there you it is what it is that we're doing, but the weekends are packed. The weeknights mm-hmm. are packed. And so now we're just trying to get the baby's room together and I just do not have the energy. <laughs> I should have, should have planned better the second <laughs> whoopsie. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I, Parker's room did not. Something dips out with Dom. We had his room done by the time I got out of like middle second trimester. By the time I was like 25, 26 weeks, we were just putting cute little finishing touches on. Wow. Yes. With Parker, we slapped that shit together at the buzzer. Yeah. (laughs) You're still in the hospital. Your brother's still in the hospital. And you're like, Ben, you got to go put that crib together. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, Ooh, I ordered some decals. They seem to be sitting in the closet. <laughs> Can you just those on the wall? Well, we had her room was when we first went down into lockdown. Her room was my office for a while. So then, eventually, we were like, "Well, shit, got to find myself a new place to put my office." Yeah, which ended up which ended up being our closet, so fancy. <laughs> and then, then that's when we were like, "Okay, so we should put Parker's room together." So it was definitely I was. Definitely in my third trimester. Well, cool. well, that makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm saying, yeah. like, there was like a bed, like, it was a guest room. So there was like, it was still guest room like <laughs> for a long time. You, you know what? It probably worked out to your advantage. You're probably like, know, I'm just going to lay here. Yeah. Baby, take a quick nap. Yeah. Good. Well, that makes me feel better. We got time. It'll all come together. I'm truly not that worried. I just, babies don't care. They're not even really going to be, he's not even going to be in his room. That's what I was going to say. And like, this is your second time around. So you know what you need and don't need. Yes, I know. I need mostly just a lot of clothes. So sleepers. Yeah. Yes. Can I just say also, I think I've already said this to you, but second time motherhood for as much as I complain that I am very tired and as much as I complain that it's definitely a wild ride. Second time motherhood is so... Cool. Like, especially in those initial, those early months, like, it's all of the best stuff about having a newborn, but like, without all of the anxiety you had with kid one. So, like, with kid one, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't believe they let me leave the hospital with this kid. Yes. What the F? Like, with Parker, they were like, You want to go? We were like, Yeah. So, it's, it's a different, I don't know. I just found my maternity leave to be different. And I found the way I've reacted to motherhood. With number two, just different. Cause I guess I didn't have any of the anxiety that came around the first time. You didn't have postpartum or anything or postpartum I, anxiety? Oh, or were you, or were you, or were you medicated? It's medicated. Good for you. Um, so, no, I think that my pregnancy with Pete was also just like, I think we talked about this last week, like one of the saddest times of my life. Like, yeah. I think that having her if for someone who hates being pregnant. Anyways, like I could be having the most perfect wonderful pregnancy and I still fucking hate it. And so then you add in like the preterm labor and the pandemic and the working from home with the toddler and the blah 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 and the feeling like my uterus is gonna fucking fall out at any minute. All of that. So then we like put it up against actually having Parker here. I was like elated. Like I went from like, should we call for help? She's not okay to like manic levels of just elation because wow. I think, because I think I was just like, oh my God, I never have to do that again. Right. Like, we never have to do that again. I am never going to be pregnant during a, a pandemic with a toddler working from home ever again in my life. And so I just think my maternity leave was different than it was with Dom because of that. And I don't know about you, but with, with Dom, because I was a person who was ambivalent about motherhood for a really long time, like that I could, be, that I wanted kids, blah, 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 been wanted kids. Okay. I was pregnant with Dom. I was ambivalent about motherhood then too. And I was like dead fucking set on not letting motherhood consume my entire identity. Like I was dead. And I know we're going to do a podcast on greeting the loss of your pre-motherhood self. But I was dead set that like, I was never going to be one of those people that is just a mom. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's understand. Right. It was, right. So I was, yeah. But I was like, watch me still do all of these other things. <laughs> Proving to who? No one. Because no one fucking cares for <laughs> So <laughs> no but, one cares. <laughs> no one fucking cares. <laughs> and so with a second kid. I I like I don't have time to, to do like some days I don't have time to do anything but be a mom to these two kids. Yeah, and so I've leaned into like fuck it. Yeah, sometimes I'm just a mom. Yeah, and if that's not enough for you, I don't care. Right. Well, it's you're it's letting go of that th- those social. I, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say this. All right. Hold on. It's just letting go of those thoughts and yeah, you know. And and moving on to being like accepting the new normal, and that has mm-hmm. to be just as it is. Like for I, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom, but when it happened to me, like wh- I remember, I you know I had a C section. It was kind of an emergency C section. They hit a blood vessel, and I was bleeding. Oh, shit. I started to pass out, and oh shit! But yeah, I know. I laughed. That's drama. It. Yeah, that's oh, traumatic. Hella drama. It was hella traumatic all is good. I'm okay. Baby was great. Ellie is great. And when I got home, I mean, and I was, I was medicated as soon as she came out. And then I don't even, I don't really think the medicine helped or maybe it didn't. Mm-hmm. I was and I could have been in a lot further of a slump, but I remember it was just like two, three o'clock in the morning. And I, I just looked at her and I'm like, holy shit, what did I do? <laughs> it is on me, you know, <laughs> Brian, uh, obviously made the decision together to have a baby. But it was just like, holy hell, this was that was just a lot. But I can already tell with this pregnancy, I'm just trying to enjoy it, enjoy being pregnant because it's supposed to be the last one. It's our it's my last pregnancy. I want supposed to be to be. I know I say that, but as I know it's <laughs> like as if you're just going to mysteriously fall pregnant with one more. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I say that, oh my God, I can't even say, I can't even believe the words are going to come out of my mouth. But I say that because of having gone through a miscarriage, I kind of have to have a little bit of that outlook with this one. It's like mm-hmm. anything can happen at any time. Mm-hmm. And as you and I have forever, uh, forever, that's true. Yeah. It's so true. Oh, my God, Rashida, I can't even bear the thought. I know. And as you and I have both um, experienced it since starting the podcast, there's been several listeners, not only people reaching out with support, which has just been, oh, my gosh, just outpour of support has been absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. But then hearing people's grief stories about losing babies and miscarriages and, mm-hmm. you know, and just it's just been. It's just been hard. Uh, and it's been hard because you just feel so bad for that person. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for the people mm-hmm. that have been reaching out. But it's also amazing because we are building this community of support that they feel comfortable enough to be sharing their story on our Facebook group, to yep. be reaching out to us, sliding in our DMs to, to share their story. Thank you so much that you have that trust in us to want to share your story. We are here for you, girls. Like we got your back. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And we are so humbled. Yeah. Like you said, for the trust that you guys are putting in us. And we hope that within our, the Facebook groups, we have the private group of the Grieving Mamas Club. The hope is that Kira and I obviously only know grief from a couple different layers, but we understand that there is grief. In one million different layers. And so the hope is that more moms we get into this group, the more it becomes a trusting, like nice, safe space. More moms will talk about the grief that they have so that it just normalizes it all and makes, lets everybody know that they're not alone. That's true. That's it exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which, which is, I guess we can segue into miscarriage. Cause here's one thing I wanted to say about miscarriage. It's wild to me. Aval, miscarriage is more common than we think it is. Yep. One in four pregnancies. That's what I was going to say. I think it's like one in four. And for some strange reason, society, whether it be society, whether it just be like shame and mom guilt, whatever it is, these women, you women, women, (laughs) <laughs> don't feel, don't feel like you can be empowered to like tell people this is what I'm going through and it's wild because it's still a loss like if my mom passed or my mom did pass away but like when she passed away it's not like I could just be like I'm not going to talk about it right well you could I guess technically you could but you're not it's, you're your you're our mom's lives were celebrated and people who are I mean maybe the best way of putting this is like I feel like maybe it's because because you lived a life outside of the womb. Yes, then mm-hmm. you then you're celebrated. Whereas maybe maybe you know you just don't want to go around saying I lost my baby. I lost my baby. That is some heavy ass shit to hear. And it you don't is, really want to. I that. feel like there should be a space for that. Like there should be. Like it shouldn't make it shouldn't make someone any more uncomfortable to hear. My mom died versus I had a miscarriage. So, like, I don't. I say that to say, like, don't feel like like moms don't be like I don't feel like Rashida doesn't get it. And I'm saying you need to like go to your rooftop and scream out that you had a miscarriage. No, but I do think that there should be a space for you. There should be a space that doesn't feel like a scary like you're admitting that you did something wrong because you didn't. That well, that's exactly it. So. That's exactly it. I think that maybe there is maybe it's just a long-standing history of women who are, are, are of the past who have had miscarriages because I mean like think about it women have died during birth you know back in the yeah super old days but like the the women modern the women are still dying yeah ab- birth. absolutely. absolutely yes yeah it's not it's not an easy feat by any means so you know, maybe there's just a lot of misconceptions that date back for so long that maybe that's just car- kind of carried down. I don't know, but you're, I I obviously completely agree with you. And you know, I wanted to when it happened to me, as I shared it with people, it was very common. Like every time I was like, yeah, because I, you know, I was I was twelve weeks along, and every time I would share our news. Like oh yeah, that happened to me at this stage. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah blah blah. And so I was like, the more I talked about it, the more I heard. It just we felt like more of like a felt the conversation felt more normalized. But it was still it it doesn't feel it feels like a little secret that like you just kind of have to like put away and mm-hmm. and I just don't about. yeah I just don't think it should be that way. And I like I said I don't I don't want anyone. Including you, Kara, I'm trying to like step very lightly here because I have been fortunate enough to not have any miscarriages. And so I don't know this grief. And so, yeah, it just makes me sad that there are women walking around here who feel, who have lost a dream. Like we talk, we talk about how grief is more like regardless of where you stand on life like you were saying about like maybe if you lived a life you, you should be celebrated blah 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 regardless on mm-hmm. where you're seeing on that spectrum we're saying that grief is the loss of anything like essentially we're saying it's, the yeah. lo- it's yes like it's the loss of a life you thought you were getting ready to have like mm-hmm. a dream that you wanted for years and years and years and it's no longer yours like a miscarriage is both of those things like you peed on a stick And if you, yeah, like you pee on the stick and if you were like, I've always wanted to be a mom. Like this is what I've always wanted to do. And then you pee on the stick and you're like, game time, baby. Like this is what, uh, this is what I fucking signed up for. And then you lose that. I, uh, It makes me sad that women don't feel like they are justified in their grief journey. Well, we're here to change that. Yes. One podcast episode, one Instagram post at a time. Yes, we're here to change yeah. it. And we're here to change the conversation or at least get the conversation yeah. starting. Yes. So, do you want to talk yeah. through your story? I know that what got me the most about your story is you had your miscarriage very late. Yeah. So, in December of 2020, I found out I was pregnant. And this was, this came about six months or so that Brian and I had been, we decided we were going to start trying and we were very fortunate. We got pregnant with Ellie very quickly. So we expected for this to kind of happen again. Now that's also some shit no one talks about is that secondary infertility issues too. But yeah, anyways, yes, it is such a thing. I've heard a lot of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. When I've told, yes, mm-hmm. then I've told the story. So, you know, also I was, I had, like I said, as our listeners know now, but tracking back, I just lost my mom in April of 2020. So my body certainly was not ready to hold another life and for me to go through that. There was a lot of, a lot of stuff that I had to go through, a lot of growing um, spiritually, emotionally, physically, a lot that I had to go through before I think God was like, all right, she ready. So I was put on progesterone, just was not able to get pregnant. Then December 2020 came around, December 26, actually, I took a pregnancy test and I found I was pregnant. So we were just elated. I had family in from out of town and so they... You know, when family's in from out of town, it's the holidays. You're ready to rage. Just like the couple nights before, we were raging. My my brother and sister-in-law live in an area in St. Louis the City where they have, where each street, it's called St. Louis Hills, and each street decorates. Ah, uh, they, they live, live in St. Louis Hills. They live on Snowflake Lane. Yeah. No! Yeah. So fun. So fun. Oh my gosh, it's a blast. So we were... Hopping all around, you know, cruising around, looking at all the light Christmas lights, going to Francis Park. We're boozing it up, having a great old time. Oh, yeah. Zins and awesome oh, yeah. And just just loving it. Yes. Then I find out I'm pregnant and I have to like quickly be like, OK, well, I can't drink anymore. So I'm so I'm like, yeah, I'll have a. I'll just make my own vodka tonic. or And I was like, like I wasn't drinking those. I was drinking high noons and beer, yeah, tequila yeah. shots. And now all of a sudden, I'm... Anyway. Yeah. So anyway. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, I'm just going to go mix this little Sprite and something, something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not drinking tonight. Yeah. You have to play yeah. that whole card. Anyway, I digress for the usual. So uh, December 26th, by now, I am pregnant. And then, you know, just start to go through... The the motions of everything is everything was fine. I never felt crampy. I never felt spotting. It was just like a normal mm-hmm. pregnancy. I was, however, insanely nauseous. My doctor was like, "Take some Unisom." Took Unisom. That was a godsend. Oh yeah, girl. I know. I know about that. You saw, Unisom. It Unisom B six combo. Your girl was take like popping it like candy. Yeah. Damn and God. God. No wonder why you're going to bed at 30. It knocks you on your ass. Yes, and I was taking it three times a day. I was barely making it through the day. What I took it. I had, I had. I had. to take it three times a day to to not throw up. Oh my god, Rashida! Mm-hmm. But that- this is not about. This is not about me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I always get caught up, in- and <laughs> still okay. So anyway, I was. I was insanely sick. So excited, wild. Like the the thoughts. Be. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, it's not about me. Hold on, let me say something else. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's wild that you were so sick because the thoughts are, if you're that sick, like this is a healthy, viable pregnancy. So like that's, yeah. And it was, we went uh, at like, well, I have like this little bag. Sounds so bad. But I just have like a little bag of like cards and oh gosh. I opened up cards and stuff and like, the baby's ultrasound and oh I opened it right before we started recording and I thought that going into this I thought oh Kara I thought I was gonna be okay but I don't know I'm so sorry it doesn't help that I'm pregnant either but it's just I know I know It's It's, it's a lot of emotions yeah right. rightfully so we had the viability scan at seven weeks mm-hmm. and, you know, everything was fine. Strong heartbeat. Baby was doing great. There was no signs of anything. So sorry, I'm just kind of opening all this up. Right and you don't here. have to. You don't have to, Kara. You don't have to bury your soul. I know. I know. But it's. I think it's helpful, though, too, because I just want everyone to know that you're not alone, you know. Yes. And this is like randomly your secret real. side of grief or something. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and then everything was fine. Went in for seven weeks, like I said, for viability. And then I went in for my twelve week appointment. And I was like, Brian, you don't need to go. I lined out, like, just come to the ultrasound appointments. Those are the fun ones, you know. Of course, because you're you're this is this year's second time. So you're yeah. like, Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I show up to my twelve week appointment, and I have my phone ready. I'm recording video, and they are just doing like the little doppler mm-hmm. or on my tummy and so you know, I'm twelve weeks still, so it's it's hard to find the heartbeat and they tell you not to freak out right away yeah- it, exactly she and so i was i was, i actually had the nurse practitioner, not my doctor, which I have complete faith in the nurse practitioners. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. not None, you know. So she was like, hmm, this is strange. I just can't. She's like, maybe your uterus is tilted. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, let me just go get the roll in ultrasound machine. I was way. like, all right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I had just read earlier that day or the day before in my, you know, like what to expect apps. I have like eight different apps I'm, I read every day because they all say something a little bit different and fun. And they said that at this stage, although you can't feel baby, but they are active. At, they are very active. And so they, she rolls in the, Rolly ultras, the the ultrasound machine and I see the baby and he, he or she is just so perfect. And it just looks like a mini, it just, it's fully formed baby. Mm-hmm. Head, arms, legs, fingers, toes, everything. I'm still recording. Mm-mm. And, you know, she and I are talking and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that little sugar. Oh, my goodness. And I said, oh, aren't they They can be moving right now at this point, right? And she's like, yeah, they typically are. There's something to that effect. And I was like, okay. And she's like, mm, you know, I just am not able to find this heartbeat. I just can't find this heartbeat. And I was like, she's like, but don't worry. She's like, it's okay. And I'm like, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. Everything is going to be okay. So I call my husband. Actually, I was texting him. (laughs) It was so horrible. But I had so much faith that everything was going to be okay. Okay. I text my husband. I'm like, they they can't find a heartbeat, but everything's okay. Everything's okay. I'm just going to go into the the ultrasound technician's room. And they're just going to do a a deeper... I guess, you know, like the deeper ultrasound... Use a better they do the, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. wand. <laughs> Wanda. <laughs> so he immediately calls me and is like, what are you talking about? And the nurse takes the phone and she's like, everything's okay, Brian. Everything's okay. We're just, we just are having a little trouble seeing the heartbeat. So he is up there in about 2.5 seconds. And we live mm-hmm. about 20 minutes away from the hospital. He was there in no time flat. Uh, uh, sorry, in the meantime of him coming to the hospital, I am getting put into the ultrasound room. Mm-hmm. And that is where they're searching, searching, searching. Again, I'm still recording on my phone. I'm still have the video up because I want to show. I'm like, this is the second time. This is the last time I want to. This is be so cool. I wish I would have thought of to do this sooner, for sure. Ellie and I was. Doing, I did the same thing. <laughs> you did. I have the record. I was recording. Yeah, that's why I keep being like every time you're like I'm recording my face drops because I, I was doing the same thing. I recorded every okay. single weirdo appointment with P because I was like, this could be my last time. And for some reason, I didn't do that with them. Yeah, right. And I missed like after he was born, I missed like hearing his heartbeat on the inside. So, yeah, nope, I get that. Yeah, you, like, you weren't thinking of it, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. the first time around. So I'm laying there and recording and they just say there's no heartbeat. And I go, what? And she said, I'm so sorry, there's no heartbeat. And I was like, what do you I go? No 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 no. There's art. no, absolutely not. We just saw the heartbeat. Everything was fine. Baby was strong. It was like tracking it. Like I don't know. It was well. It was all like 145 or 150. So we're like, oh my gosh, it's a girl. You know, we had no idea at that stage. It's just so early. But we, they just kept they just kept reiterating. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There's no heartbeat. There's no heartbeat. And I was like. No, 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 no. This can't be. This can't be. Mm-hmm. She was like, and like the the ultrasound just kept going, like going on like a level deeper and a level deeper on the ultrasound machine. She's like, "See, this is this," and like explaining everything to me. And I was like, just in such a state of shock and denial that that was actually happening to me. And I had said to them, "I go, oh my gosh, this can't be," because I I just lost my mom. And the nurse goes today. And I was like, no, not today. This, this, this year, but like for me, it was about 10 months behind of the, coming up on the uh, nine, 10 months of coming up on the anniversary of my mom. So in the same year, and I was just like, I just lost my mom. Now I've lost a child. What the f- actual fuck? What the actual fuck? Mm-hmm. My husband comes in, and you know they they put us in our own our own room, and they were really they were really kind. Obviously, then the first thing that they said to me was, "You know, this is a good thing that it happened this way." So, what they mean by that, I know your face, you are like uh, what my face is like? record scratched the fuck. No. Uh, so, they what they mean by that is that there was probably some sort of big genetic problem that happened mm-hmm. that ultimately stops the heart from working, that mm-hmm. the baby just, you know, dies. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I I don't, I don't think I want to back, back up a little bit. I think I forgot to mention that at this point I was 12 weeks pregnant. I don't know if I mentioned that. And so at 12 weeks, that's when you're supposed to be in the clear and we can really start telling yep. people. So yep. we had told... Our families. We had started telling friends, and and then have to go back. Maybe that maybe that also kind of coincides with the reason why you don't. Maybe it's not talked about a lot because women families met parents generally wait to to tell the news because it is so dicey within those first couple of weeks and months. That you don't. It's just with. It's just if you tell a smaller circle, then it's less people you have to go relay the bad news to. For sure, but but you know what? Like that, there there's an argument that could be made for that too. Anyway, so they put us into our own room, and I just just we're we're both in complete shock, and you know they they tell us like, hey, this is it's probably a good thing that has happened. I also want you to know that there is nothing that you did wrong. There's nothing you did wrong. This is not because of anything you did. Mm-hmm. And while those words were helpful, because I didn't believe it, because they're true. They're true words. They are true words. And, but I was thinking, like, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't have been taking this acne medicine, which my doctor said was completely fine to take this mm-hmm. acne medicine. So you have to, at some point, like just have complete faith in your healthcare team that. Mm-hmm hey, they said it was okay, so, you know, that's what I And, have- and in yourself, like, and in yourself, like, it's exactly. not like you were out there doing fucking crack, you know. Okay. Exactly. Uh, you know, I was she was taking this. her pre-nay-nays, you know, she yeah, was exercising. Like, you were doing all the things correct. like you Right. But I do, I do totally understand. It goes back to parts of our, our grief journeys as, our, as it comes to our mom that we talked about. Like, there were times when I was like, what should I have done? Like, I should have known she wasn't taking her meds. No, yeah. I was I supposed to know that. Like, why were you like, you were doing all the things that you felt were right at the time. Yeah. Are still right. I said that, that sounds like, like you didn't know. No, you were like, I I think what you're trying to say is that you were thinking all the things that you, like you were doing everything that you knew how to do it was, which was Correct. Just, just be pregnant. Correct. Take your prenatals. Correct. Eat healthy. Exercise. Correct. If you want, yes. if you can. Yes, you know what? Yes. Just don't, just don't do crack. Just don't do crack cocaine. So, but you know. <laughs> don't be a crazy ass bitch. Just yes, just be fucking pregnant. I mean, no. we're just being fucking pregnant. So, yes, yes, it so, was not your fault. But I can see why you were like immediately. You're thinking like all and that's the first thing that comes to your head. Like anyone can tell you, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And the only thing you're going to think about, and it was a hard thing for me to get over. Like this was my fault because it happened to me. And you feel responsible for this life. Mm-hmm. You know, everything you eat and drink, smell, breathe, whatever, see, think like, oh, shit, is baby thinking that? <laughs> no. And <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, they're all mine. But so it's it, so regardless that still happened. It's just a, it's a very as grief is just a very complex set of emotions that was something that I hadn't, again, never experienced. I don't know that it would make it any easier if you had to experience a miscarriage again or the loss of a. If you had two moms, if if you experience, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying, right? No, no, I don't think my mother, my mother-in-law. I, when I told her we were, yeah, um, recording this episode, this topic today, she was like, "Yeah, I had two. I had two, and I really." She did, and had, and I don't know at what point they were. I, I know that one was before Ben's brother. Ben's uh-huh. oldest brother, and I don't know when the second one is, so at this point, I mean my mother in- law amazing woman that she is, friend of the show, she listens to every episode <laughs> so she's so she's had two miscarriages, glamma, yes, two miscarriages, and she's lost a, a son like Ben's older brother when he was sick, oh my gosh, yeah so i think I think that there each miscarriage is different. I don't think that just because You've had one that you're supposed to be like over it. Certainly. No, certainly not. No. So the doctor gave me a choice. He said, because I had not had any cramping or bleeding or anything like that. They were also Mm -hmm. able to determine that the baby had just uh, passed away like days and hours. Like he or she was right on track. To where measuring Mm. to where. So the baby had just passed away. They could tell. So I had the option to either miscarry at home, which could take, it could have happened, started happening immediately, or it could have taken weeks, even (sighs) maybe even longer or to have a DNC. Mm -hmm. And so, holy shit to be faced with making that decision Mm -mm. under so much, under that amount of stress and grief. It's like, you just have to within, go. Like, within like what, thirty minutes of the news? Yeah. And it's like yeah. okay, now now and then and then you have to weigh all of the repercut weigh all of the pros and cons. <laughs> so I guess, so to speak, <laughs> of if you're gonna have the v- surgery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or If you have a miscarriage at home or you just continue to miscarry at home, you have to weigh all of that. So I chose to have a DNC and then I went in the next day and um, it was outpatient surgery. It was horrible. Oh, I'm sure. It was, you know, it was just horrible because of you go in pregnant and then you come out and you're not pregnant anymore. Just that whole life. It's like 48 hours of, like, a life you were getting ready. Like, yeah. Yeah. 48 hours, like, 48 hours prior to that, you were bumping along. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just have to go home and and just, you know, not be pregnant anymore and just start your life over again. So our friend, Jen, (laughs) who we both worked with, she so sweet she came over immediately and was like let's go she's like let's go for no no actually it wasn't that day it was the next day she's like because again with where I work I got 10 days of bereavement so uh, they give you 10 days of bereavement for your miscarriage that's amazing yes yes I didn't take it I, I think I took like a week and a half stupidly that's so amazing I love so, that. So effing much! I was, I was absolutely flabbergasted. to To take that to another level with work, they not only did, you know, I you know, I have Brian as a wonderful support system. My family is a wonderful mm-hmm. support system. Reaching out, sending, like, trying to drop off dinners immediately. My eighty six sure. my eighty six year old grandma is like, "I'm bringing you dinner." She's like, "Just don't even." I just whatever. I'm like, "Grandma, no, you're." It's all good, <laughs> but just the outpour of love and support was so amazing. And HR at where I work even reached out to me and said, "Hey, there was a another another Facebook group that she said I, I should join. Um, it's called the Midnight Mamas Devotional, and it's they it also is a book too, a little devotional book for those who are of the spiritual sort. But it's like you know, it's like s- small little prayers saying like." Dear God, let's pray for this mama who is having troubles right now. It's just all these like <laughs> little, like little sweet little prayers. They're just like, let's you know, let's just remember, like up at three a.m. You know, we're all there with her. So, and she was even like, "Can I come over?" And she's like, "I will pick up your daughter, and she can play with my daughter. We'll take her to the park. I know you, you and your husband probably just need some time." And I was just like blown away by that. Like that would mm-hmm. even—that's amazing. Yeah, it's outstanding. Oh my gosh! And so. Jen picked me up the next day. She's like, do you want to go for a walk? And I was like, I do. Absolutely. And you know, I looked like hell. I had just had a procedure. Felt like hell. Yeah. Felt like hell. I'm, I'm seriously like borderline depressed just getting out and having that sunshine and walking around. And I was like, Jen, I like we, she and I would walk together a lot during like on lunch breaks and stuff during Mm -hmm. the pandemic. And, um, and I was like, girl, I can't even walk fast. Like we're just going to like take it nice and slow. And she's like, Mm-mm, don't worry about it. And so she skirts up to the house. I'm dressed like a wild weirdo and I'm like tie dye pants on and a leopard pr- shirt. And I was like, I dare someone to fuck with me. I dare it. <laughs> and so, and I get in her look car. at me, bitch. You're yeah, like funny. looking for a reason to fight. Yeah, You're like, yeah. I'll fucking take you out. <laughs> you don't know what I've been through. Uh, yes. I get in her car and she hands me a little necklace from Kendra Scott. And it's a it's a blue sapphire like little pendant. Mm-hmm. And because that's when the baby the baby's due date was Labor Day mm-hmm. of 2021. So this past. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just was like, oh, my gosh, Jen. I just I, I still wear the ne- I obviously still wear the necklace. It means so much to me. And it's like a kind of like a little hidden I guess not so hidden anymore, but you know, like a little piece that not everyone doesn't say Kara or Ellie or you know, B Baldwin, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a little hidden piece of this is my baby, our baby. We still think of you all the time. I'm mean, just kind of, you know, wear that in memory. It was just very special. So then. About a week later, I had a follow up appointment with with my doctor and he said, you know, how are you doing checking in? And by that time, you know, it just you're just the new reality starts to set in, of course. And he's like, do you want us? do you want to have another child? And it was like, absolutely. Immediately. I mean, like without a doubt, because mm-hmm. now that's that's something that you've been yearning for for so long had been taken away from you you there's nothing you won't do to have that back mm-hmm. so he's like no problem wait six weeks you'll be back here he's like but just in case we'll put a, you know a date on the calendar for June he's like I have no doubts in my mind that that you'll be pregnant again that you'll be in before then sure shit he was right I was I, st- <laughs> I uh, found out I was pregnant again and it's just been and that's it's kind of been a, a little bit scary because i've had some sure. some bleeding and i had something called like a sub oh, some kind of hemorrhage going on inside my body that had nothing to do mm-hmm. with and it did had, had nothing to do with the dnc it's just something that my body just just started to start doing mm-hmm. but baby was healthy baby is healthy and everything else has been pretty much smooth sailing ever since then. Knock on wood. Oh my gosh. But yeah, there's not, I wouldn't say there's not a day it goes by, but baby is thought about all of the time. For sure. I took some, so I took some flowers that we received and, you know, just kind of held onto those and made like a little, little kind of like keepsake, just so something to hold on to. onto. Like, so babies always will always be with us. I mean, all of that to say that, you know opening up this package this bag that has like cards and the ultra and baby's ultrasound and mm-hmm. there's cards of congratulations you know you're pregnant we're so excited for the new baby then there's cards of we're so sorry for your loss having all of that opening up and seeing it again it's kind of been tucked away that mm-hmm. it was like it was just a rush of emotion but i am so thankful that I'm pregnant again, and that baby, this baby is doing good. It is strange, though, as time goes on. When I have to go in or talk about, to, like, for any kind of medical thing, I have to go in and say, yeah, this is they my... ask you about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. They'll say, that, what number of pregnancy is this for you? Mm-hmm. And that's something I never had to think about, because you're pregnant, you have a child. You're pregnant, you have a child. You're pregnant, and, like, you have a... Your child is there. You know, to show proof. As proof. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As proof. Yeah. Exactly. Proof that you were once pregnant. You did. You once had sex. Yeah. Right. So, like, that's always like a fuck. You know, Mm -hmm. we have to say that, like, this is my third pregnancy. And then they, you know, they see the, the medical history and stuff. They have to kind of relive it a little bit. But. And I'm sure this pregnancy has been like a weirdo, like, pleat of emotions for you, though. So, like, I remember when we first started recording, you, like, the first half of this baby's pregnancy, you still should have been pregnant with, yeah, baby number two. And so, has that presented any just, like, weird feelings for you? Yeah, when... Or just difficult to even name feelings. Yeah, the both. <laughs> weird and difficult. For sure, because... And still, to this day, it does. Because when September 6th, which was supposed to be the baby's due date, baby number two's due date, when that came around, that kind of hit really hard. And it was like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. I should be having a child right now. But I'm pregnant with another child. So I don't want anyone to think that like I'm not grateful for that by any means. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of hard to it was it was just kind of hard for that realization even as I was getting ready for tonight's recording I was thinking to myself holy shit right now I would have like a a one-month-old you know so I I think about that I think about that all the time Mm -hmm. how what what life would I be having right now or for sure you know for sure and it's hard to like hopefully I, I don't want you to go too far down that like the, what life would I be living? Because you are going to have this amazing, beautiful exactly. baby boy bouncing into your life. And this not getting ready to be a, like, you should be grateful. You know, I hate that shit. Yes. <laughs> no, I know. This isn't going to be that. But also like you are getting ready to bring this like a wonderful, amazing little baby love boy mm-hmm. in into your life. Yes. And he doesn't know the pain that came before him. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And someday both he and Ellie will know Ellie doesn't. You know what actually sucked that I completely breezed over? Ellie doesn't know that, you know, she's, she was young. We told her that she was going to be a big sister. I gave her like one of those cute, like little beaded bracelets that says big sis, made her an Elsa shirt that says big sis Ellie. She loved it because she knows she loved that shit. So we told her that she's going to be a big sister, but we never told her. She just still thinks that this is a continuation of the, of the, well, she the Time is like not a thing to toddlers. So it's just right. like, okay, yeah, mommy's been pregnant for forever months. So I can help. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no five minutes. I said to her <laughs> the other night, yeah. speaking of this is another tangent, I said to her, nine, I go, LA, 10 more minutes. And she said, that's a lot of minutes. <laughs> that is, I'm jealous because if I say, Don, 10 more minutes, he goes, no, 100. <laughs> and so i tried to do i tried to tell fucking alexa i was like okay like because i'm getting ready to smart outsmart my almost four-year-old like that's what my life has come to that's why that is why some days i'm just a mom because i'm using so much brain fucking power to outsmart my children and so so i am i am looking at alexa and i'm like okay then alexa set a timer for a hundred seconds and alexa goes Setting a timer for one minute and 40 seconds. Oh, oh bitch! You <laughs> dirty dog, doggy! Like, you mean dirty fucking blood! <laughs> <wrong. laughs> like, no one told you to convert that time, you Wait, Where is your loyalty? Can't trust these hoes. These hoes aren't faithful. <laughs> these bitches ain't I'm loyal. loyal. i sorry. I'm she ain't faithful either, for all we know. Probably not. <laughs> Always slip on and like, Dad like looks over and he's like, I said and he's like, I know what you said, (laughs) Alexa's wrong, yeah. I was like, Alexa is gonna find a new home (laughs) and she can't stay here. No, Mo, no. Where's the mom switch, Alexa? I was like, that was that's bad. That is very that is very good though. I'd never would have thought that. I was oh, but, like, yes, I was feeling good on my toes. I was like, set the timer for a 100 seconds because yes. it's so time. Yeah. <laughs> and actually was like, jokes on you, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, baby boy and Ellie someday will know that they have yes. a sibling in heaven watching down with Nana over them. When I left the hospital after finding out that there was no heartbeat, I remember driving home and being like, all right, mom. You can have this one. Like, this one's yours. Okay. Next one is mine. <laughs> You're like, damn it. Yes. I get it. Okay. You can, you can have, you can have this one. Too late. It's already done. You know, <laughs> baby was already. Oh boy. Yeah. So, uh, my mom, so my mom had a stillborn before my brother. Wow. Oh my, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and she was young. She was like twenty-one, twenty-two. Uh-huh. So yeah, I had a stillborn before my brother and, and my brother was two months premature. Wow. I wanna say eight weeks. I would put him at thirty two. Yeah, he was he was about probably about uh two two months premature. And he was like a little bitty, like little nugget. I mean, and if this was the eighties, so like their their NICU was like a baby can be born at like 29 weeks now and like the survival rate's still high. Yeah, but in 85, not so much. Much. And then after just having had a stillborn, she was just like not okay. And so the when she was pregnant with me, I think she was expecting. And my brother was also to this day still just a very quiet, reserved person. Like he yeah. came out not crying, like he because I mean, he was so early, and he's always been like a chill kid. Yes. And so I went all the way to term baby. And I came out kicking and screaming. I bet. You? So, yeah. Me? No. no. And so, yeah. So the joke was always like, I like knocked her socks off because she was just like prepared for, for another, like like my brother and I Quiet. didn't stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that I wish like, I wish. Oldborn. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish like, In becoming a mom, I think I've said this before, but like in becoming a mom without my mom, there are so many questions I wish I could ask her. And I knew about the stillborn before, like for a while. So like going back to when you were saying baby boy and Ellie are going to know that there's an angel sibling that they're Mm -hmm. missing. I have always known about this, the stillborn baby boy. And I just didn't truly think about it. And right, I had my kid. Well, and so yeah fifteen. Well, sure. Yes. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. But that's one of the it, crux of of losing sorry for interrupting, but like that's one of the crux of like losing a mom so young. You don't for sure. for there's sure. a lot of questions. So many questions and so many conversations I never got to have with her because because I lost her. But like yeah, I just now though, in listening to your story and thinking back through, like the grief my mom must have held like all her life for that. Y- yes. I can't imagine and what she must have blamed herself for, you know? Absolutely. And then for my brother to come two weeks or, or two months early. Oh yeah. And she's, she's probably the first thing she was thinking to herself was i must to to do this again. Do yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to yeah. go through this again is, you know, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry to hear that. And that's, I still have one. Yeah, it's like, oh. just a scary, yeah, it just, and it's, it's one of my really good friends is pregnant right now, and she just had a miscarriage, or she had a miscarriage, and then basically got pregnant the next cycle. Baby girl is doing great now, blah, 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 but I keep telling her, so she's, she just has anxiety anyways, so like, she's, was already an anxious person, and then the miscarriage, rightfully so, made her more anxious, <laughs> but I keep telling her, I'm like, I gotta be honest, though, like, it does it end after pregnancy? Like you don't the anxiety of motherhood starts in pregnancy and I'm told it never ever ends. Like starts when you he, pee on a stick. It does. It when does. you see when you see that positive sign, that is game over. You're like Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like there is <laughs> yeah, like like you want to be able to tell yourself that you would be you'll be less anxious or like cooler when they reach a certain age. But like no. you just no. And I've had like moms of teenagers i think my boss has said this like moms of teenagers she was or my the yeah my boss was buying her kid uh a car she turned 16 and she was like I, she just needs the safest car you know, like, <laughs> yeah right am i asking for too much like so that's like a mom like, she's not like, no she's not yeah. <laughs> she's like i'm not buying her a beater because if she gets to a car accident like I just can't handle it. It's so I'm like, it, you never stop being. I don't know. Like I bet you if I asked Ben's mom right now, like you still anxious about your babies? She'd be like, "Yeah." Oh my goodness! Yeah, it just it like that. Is just it changes, you know. As a baby is are is it it's Sids, I, you know, and as just anything could happen at any old time. And I think that's I'm just still like... still really weird about. Uh, and I know it makes no sense. I know it makes no sense. Like I know my babies <sighs> are fine. I'm still really weird about nighttime for some strange reason. Like I'm still really worried. I'm just going to wake up in my child. Something's going to be wrong with my child. And it's stupid. I know that it well, is. Well, like I, there's no, like, no, I still like, I, I have a weird, you can call it superstition. You can call it OCD. I don't know. Like I need to see them with my eyes before I go to bed. Yeah. And then I still sleep with the monitor, even though their rooms are right next to us. <laughs> like, it's so weird. I don't, I don't know. It, it makes no sense. And I realized. That's no, I'm so fucking tired because I'm always like, <gasps> like your brain never really shuts off at night. Yes. Right. No, I just, I, Rashida, I am ashamed. I guess like you would just feel ashamed to admit the same thing that I feel the same way about Ellie. I don't sit with the monitor in my room anymore, in our room anymore, but there are times where I'm like, why? Like in the morning, if I wake up, generally I wake up before her and I'm like, oh, oh that must be I, nice. that you like, what, what'd you say? When you're like, generally, I wake up before her. I'm like, what? Tell me. I'm I know. <laughs> I'm not in this house. I know. <laughs> not, not on the weekends, but definitely during, during the week. Yeah. I have to. No. Yeah. So anyway, I, if I don't hear her, there's. Definitely, I'm the same way, Rashida. I don't. Th- it never goes away. There's definitely those thoughts that creep into my mind, and I have to shut them the fuck down because you can't live life like that. That's what I told, honestly. and that's what I told my friend. Like I was like, "It's you have to work." Like the coping mechanism of moms is is insane. Like the the amount of like because I was like, if I basically what you just said, if I sit in it and I let myself think of all the possible things that could happen to my children. We would never leave the house. No. Mm-mm. We, would we never wouldn't never leave the house like I would just be. And I don't I don't know about you, but this is one, like here follow my train of thought for 2 seconds. <laughs> I, we would never leave the house, which led me to because you can't even fucking trust people to not shoot up schools. Yeah. Which led me to. Yes, which led me to Sandy Hook, which leads me to when Sandy Hook happened, I didn't have kids. Like I was just out of college, I believe. And looking back on it as a mom, I can't like, so every once in a while my brain goes there for some random reason and I have to shut it down. Like I have to, like it will cause me to get in the fetal position to think that something like that could happen to my kids. Like those were babies. Those were six-year-olds. Oh, like I used that example to my friend to be like, I could sit, I could literally sit in a corner and think about that all day long. Right. If and, I let myself. Right. But, but so, so the way, yeah, it, you can, you could, you could. Yeah. just like whittle myself into like anxious, like depressed. yeah Right. And then, yeah. wh- and then what are you? Can't do that. <laughs> no. Then, then what kind of life, what quality of life are you giving P and Dom? Mm-hmm. That they no- don't know, that they are. Don't know life outside of these four walls, outside of this front yard backyard. Yeah, that's the extreme, and that's where you kind of where you go. Right, right. Yeah. So, like all of us moms are like, walking around, like, expected to like do jobs, Work. <laughs> and, be, no. and be fucking people when we're just holding on all this anxiety about our kids. <laughs> and I'm just trying to keep my leggings up. You know? Yes. on. <laughs> sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus is right. Rashida, do you think that we, I think it's just like people who think like us, because I think, I think we both have, like, we, oh, I know we both have anxiety. And, yes. Um, and <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. We both. If, we you both. Did, if you didn't catch that from everything here, and I just said, we both are anxiety sufferers. Hella. I'm currently unmedicated, yes. So please. Please pray for us. Pray for, pray for Brian. Poor thing. But do you think that other people who don't suffer from anxiety or whatever whatever we have, like, think these things? Or is it just like, just yes. us? You do? Yes. No. Because I think that if you weren't an anxious person before, even if you were like, evil, I think a lot of people have anxiety and don't know totally that that's what it is. Or they feel embarrassed to say that's what it is. And so they're like, I just get really stressed or something stupid like that. I just think that motherhood like ignites, it ignites anxiety. Right. It and I too. To. Yes. It ignites a level of just straight up fear because that, that really cheesy saying, it's so cheesy, but it is very true. Like it's your heart walking around on the outside of your body. Yes, it is. Oh, I soon know. Kara, I mean, in soon Kara, you're going to have a second one of those. And it just like, like my brain glitches. Yeah. Oh, they are so delicious. I, God, I, it. I know me too. The little pizzies. Ooh, they stink, but they're so haste. De- hey. I know. I was just smelling peas pizzies today, and I called them pizzies because that's what I yeah. call them. Yeah. <laughs> Spread the word. Spread the word. Cool, little Oh my gosh. She had her new little shoes on. She did. Oh, picture day went. Oh, God. No. I'll report back next week. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I was told Dam said Parker cried during theirs. And he was like, how did Parker go? And he goes, mm. she was, he can't say his, like, anything that's like a C-R or a G-R is really hard for him. So it comes out with an L sound. So he was like, mm. she was crying. Crying. <laughs> crying. I don't know why I'm not so Crying. <laughs> And I was like, oh, Betty, what do you mean? He was like, she was crying. She's crying. I was like, She's okay. And so then I go to pick up, and the teacher was like, I was like, how'd she do? And the teacher like grimaced. And then <laughs> I went, Dom already told me she was crying. And she goes, yeah, well, that's that's how it went. Oh, man. I bet you you're going to get these pictures back and it's going to be her typical mean mug. And yes, then I'll be yes. great. It's gonna be. Very, I think it's gonna be very on brand for my children. Yeah, he is gonna be very pissed off. And Dom is going to be like, "Thanks for inviting me, guys." Yes, yeah, exactly. That's a hundred percent what I'm expecting too. <laughs> He's like, "You are not the. You're not gonna tell me to smile. Uh-uh. Not today. Not any. Not sir. Not interested. That's what's gonna blow your mind, Kara. Is how freaking different the kids are. I can't hey, imagine. Karen. Same environments and and, I guess, and maybe not same environment all the way, considering I'm a different mom. Like I'm a more chill. I'm a more, you know, like less rigid, less like the book says this (laughs) kind of. And so maybe that has caused P to just be like, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Or it (laughs) was that or it was the Lizzo concert that you went to. It might have been the <laughs> you were, when you were first pregnant. It was, the initials later. ten percent Yeah. But so you should sponsor us. Went to a Lizzo concert before she totally blew the F up. Yeah. Now, now I have a Lizzo-licious, attitude-licious little girl. Well, well, what do you think, Kara? I think we've touched on all subjects of my story and miscarriages. Yeah. And if there is anyone... That wants to share their story, please. Like mm-hmm. as we said in the beginning, feel free to. We are always here to listen. We have our Facebook group, the Grieving Mamas Club. Search for it and share your story. There's a small group of bad ass <laughs> mamas. I know we are. I know. Um, there's a sorry. I'll just say a group of badass mamas who are there for your support. And what I I pre- appreciate so much out of our Facebook group. Not that I'm biased or anything, but because I belong to several other ones. And mm-hmm. this is it's a general place of positivity and lifting people up, whereas some other Facebook groups for grieving, it's not as positive that it feels like a, it doesn't feel like it's a, a place of healing. So the, the Grieving Mamas Club is a place of healing. You got this. Yes. Well, Kara, I also want to say before we wrap up, thank you so much for sharing your story. I know that wasn't easy. I know that you you went all in for the cause and you reached back you reached back into some feelings to really to really though i not to make light of it, but I am really appreciative of your story of you being willing to tell your story and the openness you bring to this podcast today, and every week we record and I just know that this is going to be so helpful for so many moms, the one in four like this is common. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank thank you. It definitely did open up a whole set of emotions that I have not touched, I guess, in a while. Like I really genuinely thought that I was good and I was okay until I remembered. I was like, oh boy, I have that little, I have that little stash of (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. stuff. So, so yeah, thank you for allowing me to be so vulnerable and Sorry, listeners, for kind of losing it on you. But hey, this is raw. This is real. This is who we are. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it I feel like that you kind of need that raw we- realness to help heal yourself, help heal. Mm-hmm. I need that. And I think other people do, too, because like grief just isn't talked about. It's not normalized. And it's such an everyday part of our life that mm-hmm. it's just silly to not talk about it and just... Got to feel the feels. Got to feel those. The only emotions. way to, the only way through is, no, wait, the only way to is through. You said it since. Yes. Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up. All right, mamas. Thanks so much for listening to the grieving mamas club podcast. When times get tough, just remember you're a badass bee and you got this mama. Woo! See you guys later. See ya.